What up? Good morning. Happy Friday, everyone. It's Friday, right? Yeah, it's Friday. Happy Friday, everyone. Hope you have a fantastic weekend up ahead. Let's see who we got in the chat. Garrett Oliver, Tyler Kang. Pad- Patty's back. I'm just going to say Patty because I think I'm going to mess up the Irish pronunciation of your name. Good morning, Josh Steele. Morning, Angle Meister. Hope you guys are all doing fantastic. It's going to be hot today in New York City. I know that's not it's not the weather we're doing. My girlfriend has warned me it's going to be hot today, which means if that seeps in to the apartment, means I'm going to be miserable. I hate the heat. Hate it. I'll definitely take off this flannel. I just put it on for you guys. Just look nice. Make me look a little nicer. Just a tad bit nicer. Fridays. We got a lot coming out on Fridays. Fridays and Tuesdays are the big day. If you've, if you've listened to the morning show, Friday we got Talking Baseball. I'll go through it quickly. We got Talking Baseball. David Dahl, all-star for the Colorado Rockies, sat down with us and chatted with us. A lot of interesting things about how the Rockies prepare for the different uh, breaking balls they see when they're not up in the up in the fucking Denver sky. And a lot of other interesting things. So David Dahl was fun. He actually, he he, he <clears throat> chatted with us. At the end of the interview, he he tells Trev, he's like interested in doing sequence. And then they ripped off a bunch. So he'll be on sequence coming up as well. Talking Yanks, we had Lindsey Adler on to talk about Cashman's press conference and just everything that's going on in Yankees baseball. Talking Giants, they had some news to talk about today. Huh? All you football fans. I mean, they... It's kind of cool. It's kind of shitty because it's Giants, but, you know, DeAndre Baker was arrested, so they did a whole show on that. What we're listening to today, let me see if I can read the description of our music podcast that Nick does. Uh, Details. Volpuck, Test Drive, Roger Miller, King of the Road, Brandy Carlisle. Fucking love Brandy Carlisle. Speaking of, it's a big music day for me. Jason Isbell just dropped his new album, and he's... I mean, he's probably my favorite artist. Uh, top five. I, I use the word favorite very loosely, but Jason Isbell just dropped a new album. I'm very excited to listen to that. I listened to half of it already. John Boy and Jake TV today. We watched an episode of the Newlywed Show from 1988. And watching baseball is the 1995-163 tiebreaker between the Mariners and the Angels. Randy Johnson goes complete game. And the Angels kind of blow it in the seventh with a bunch of bad errors. So that's everything that's coming out on uh, all of our, on the John Boy Media Network. Tune in to what you feel like tuning into, or don't, your call. But that's what we got going on. In Old Saybrook, in Old Saybrook, Connecticut, Old Saybrook, it's foggy and 54 degrees. If you guys don't know where Old Saybrook is, I lived in Connecticut for... Nine years? I don't know. Old Saybrook is on the eastern side, kind of, but it's on the Long Island Sound, and makes sense that it's foggy in the morning, you know, because it's right off the, uh, right on the water. Old Saybrook, Catherine Hepburn's from there. They have, like, a big theater. So I think they have a couple actors and actresses that have been old from Old Saybrook. Old Saybrook is old. It's so old, like, the Pilgrims and the Indians fought wars there. Picot's War. Pequot, Pequot's war over uh, wampum. You guys know what wampum is? The only reason I knew what wampum was was from uh, Mitch Hedberg's joke 
Like, you know, it'll be three easy payments and one payment. That's a pain in the ass. The mail will not be delivered and you'll be delivered in wampum. Mitch Hedberg joke. Uh, wampum. I mean, once you see it, you're going to be like, ah, yeah, I know what wampum is. I'm telling you. Look at this. This is what wampum is. It's these beads that, uh, you know, Native Americans would wear. And they were, they were a big trade. Wampum. Big thing to trade about. You know, so you had the Pequot Indians. They were trading wampum. Then they got in a whole big fight about it. You know, just... If the, if the English settlers left the land, then Pequot Indians just killed them. I think they killed like 20 people. They were just fighting nonstop. So that's where uh, Old Saybrook. It's uh, cloudy today. A little gray in the morning. Better than 80. I'll take that over 80 degrees and sunny. I know I'm in the minority there, but fuck, I don't want to be sweating all day. Random baseball player of the day is Joe Crisp, which... It's a cool name, Joe Crisp. Joe Crisp. I was excited uh, to be like, oh, Joe Crisp, cool name. Let's go look. Nothing. There's like nothing on this guy. <clears throat> That's the best picture we have of him. But shout out to Baseball Reference and and uh, <clears throat> whatever that is, Saber Society, whoever does it. We're even tracking down these pictures. I did a live Baseball Reference session a couple weeks ago, and we were just looking at all the pictures of people, and like one was like a charcoal sketch. Looks like a charcoal sketch. What are we talking about, asks Viper AC. Well, at the beginning, we talk about John Boy Media, the weather, now a baseball player, soon a book. It's, it's very, it's just basically what I'm interested in. Um, but I will tell you this. I know that a lot of people don't like books. I've had so many people DM me and reach out or like leave comments that uh, <clears throat> are reading the book I talk about or are like, dude, so cool to hear someone talk about books and I don't feel like a loser or I'm in like a library. So cool. Um, that's exciting, I guess. Book today is kind of bad, so whatever. Anyway, Joe Crisp. Let's go look at his baseball reference because um, there's not much on this guy. So here we go. Joe Crisp, pinch hitter and catcher, was six foot four tall for 1885, I think. Uh, oh, he died at age 53. That's terribly sad. Uh, he last played at age 25. Shelby, Joseph Shelby Crisp was his full name. And he only got two major league at-bats. Two plate appearances for the St. Louis Browns in 1910 and 1912. I tried to look at his minor league career. And I don't know. I can't really figure it out. They're like, why would they have all these stats? And they don't have the game log. So... You got uh, these two years. He got called up. He got one at bat in 1910 and 1911. But he played in double A, single A, all the way until 1915. He started, he had a 10-year, <coughs> sorry, coffee gets stuck in my throat, professional career. Um, wow. In 1905, when he was a rookie, he pitched eight innings and allowed six runs. Uh, yikes. And then he was mostly a catcher, looks like. So, let's go look at uh, his debut. Where am I? Game log, 1910. Joe Crisp. What were you up to? 
So it was uh, September 2nd. I'm guessing that was the tail end of the season back then. Well, now I'm going to find that out. September 2nd. St. Louis Browns, 1910 schedule and results. Everyone's favorite page on the internet. Let's see when their last game was played. Oh, no, they went all the way through October 9th. Jesus. Double header on October 9th to close out the season. Did they just start much later? They started April 14th. Guess not. I thought that... Well, it seems like a long time. Holy smokes. Did you guys see all these double headers? Look at this. September 5th, double header. September 6th, double header. September 8th, double header. September 9th, double header. September 10th, double header. September 11th, double header. <laughs> How many? That's, that's uh, two, four, six, eight, 10, 12 games in one, two, three, four, five, six, seven days. 12 games in seven days the St. Louis Browns played in 1910. And this one got played in the snow. September 8th, it was snowing. That's an early snow. Well, anyway, okay, back to the first task was seeing what our dude Joe Crisp. Oh, he started the game. Oh, that's bullshit. He started the game and then only got one at bat in his debut. That sucks. Let's see what the... Oh, dude, can you guys see all this? I can make it a little bigger if it's easier for you. Last time I did that, and then I watched it back to see if I actually needed to make it bigger, and I didn't. So I don't think I need to now either. But fucking here we are. We got uh, Frank Truesdale, George Stone, Pat Newman, Art Giggs, Roy Hartzell. Uh, We're like nickname free so far. Bobby Wallace, Al Schweitzer, Joe Crisp, Bill Kleffer, Jim Stevens, Mark Hall, Dode Chris. Dode Chris. Dode Chris. Full name. Dode Chris. What? (laughs) That's a bad name. Come on, Dode. Is that still a name around today? You guys know any Dodes? That's a bad name. Anyway. Um, what about the other team? We have Jack Graney, George Stovall, Terry Turner, Nap Lejeu, Lejeu, uh, Nap Lejeu, full name, Napoleon Lejeu, damn, oh, oh. Lajway, not Lejeu. La joie. It's <laughs> it's either la joie or lodge way. Those are so wildly different to offer both pronunciations. Lodge way or la joie. La joie. La joie. Nap la joie. Napoleon la joie. That sounds pretty French. Napoleon la joie. Anyway. Nap is not his nickname. Um, Ted Easterly, Joe, Cotton Nap. Cotton's got to be a nickname, right? Got to be a nickname. Yes. Full name, 
Henry Antone Knopp. Shortstop. Let's see if they, okay, how do you get the nickname Cotton? Goddamn curiosity. He just gets stuck. Uh, his German father, Gus Knopp. Cotton. Okay, Adolf. Can you see this? Oh, no, you can't see it at fucking all. I made it too big. People that are listening on just the podcast app um, are probably like, what's he talking about? Why did he make big? What was it? Um, Okay, here we go. Here's a sentence. Adolf was labeled Dutch. Henry, who is described as blonde or tow-headed, was dubbed Cotton. So just because he had blonde hair, that's how he got the nickname Cotton. Simple as that. Simple as that. And then it becomes your official name on Baseball Reference. Uh, now I got to fix this back. Do-do-do-do-do-do-do. All right. Keep getting sidetracked. I love the nickname game. You guys may hate it. I don't know. If you hate it, then you, maybe you wouldn't watch. So maybe if you're watching, you like it. That's kind of... The Cleveland Naps? That was their name back then? Nap played for the Cleveland Naps? That's badass. Team named after him. The Cleveland Naps. How did they become the Cleveland Naps? Stop clicking things, Jimmy. We need to move on. What does NAP stand for? Ah, oh, motherfucker. Cleveland Naps. The nap season involved uh, Cleveland naps. Why were they called the Cleveland naps, though? This makes no sense. Uh, wait, hold on. Team existed. Give me a reason. Cleveland Naps team history. If they don't have why they're called the Naps. Okay. Well, we got that Nap La Joie played for him. He was nicknamed the Frenchman. He was American professional second baseman and player manager. He played in Major League Baseball for the Philadelphia. What are you doing? Did they name the team after this guy? That seemed, it seems like. They fucking named the team after this guy. What an honor. Look at this. Can you guys see this? Uh, when Napoleon Knapp Lejoueur joins the team in 1903, the Blues were renamed the Cleveland Naps. They had three scripted letter C's as their logo. I mean, that'd be like naming the Yankees the, the New York Jeters or, or like, you know, fucking the Angels should do that. The Anaheim Trouts? That is, I mean, if there's one team that's going to do it, it's the Anaheim Trouts. You just name it. You know what? You know what we need to do? And I know we're getting so sidetracked and I'm, I'm very mad at myself. I need to go see if fucking uh, Nap. Nap Lujua. I mean, he better have had a badass season in 1911 for them to name the team after him. Was it just 1911? 
Cleveland Naps, 1911. I mean, what were the, what were the Cleveland, what was Cleveland called? I'm getting so damn side. The Cleveland baseball team, 1910. What were they called in 1910? The Naps? All right, so he comes to Cleveland in 1903. That's when they named him the Naps? When, did I already read this? Did they become the Cleveland Naps? 1903. How did they do that? What's going on here? So at, in 1903, he was 28 years old. I mean, he had a, a pretty bad fucking ass season in 1901. He led the league in run scored, hits, doubles, home runs, RBIs, batting average, on-base percentage, slugging, OPS, OPS+, plus, and total bases. I guess that's how you get a team named after yourself. Did anyone know this history? It's crazy. Anyway. I mean, but he was on Philly when he did that. Then he gets traded to Cleveland and they named the team after him. It's bizarre. Anyway, Joe Crisp, do they have the game log? They don't even have the game log. So Joe Crisp got one plate appearance in his debut and, and didn't get a hit. I mean, Nap Lejoie just fucking hijacked this this show from from Joe Crisp. <clears throat> Two years a a year later, Joe Crisp gets another at bat in April the next year, and uh, he gets a hit and an RBI. So good for Joe Crisp. And then he never played in the uh, Major League Baseball again. And he pinch hit this game. He didn't start. Do you guys dare me to look at the nicknames from this game? I mean, it's just such a rabbit hole. I don't think I should do this. I'm going to do it, and we're going to try our best not to click on any names. Danny, Jimmy, Jim, Al, Frank. Ooh, not saying that. Bobby, Pat, Bert, Jack. Harry, Freddie, Maddie, Patsy, Ping Bodie. I've heard that name before. And I broke my promise immediately. Ping Bodie's real name was Frank Stephen Bodie. All right. Um, Lee Cheneau Collins. That's a fun name. Real name, John Francis. How did he get his nickname? Oh, damn it. Cheneau. Cheneau. Um, his name is Cheneau Collins. Okay, as for his nickname, as for his nickname, most sources agree that Chano, sometimes spelled Shano, because it was pronounced that way, show, Shano, came about as clubhouse corruption of Sean, the Gaelic equivalent of John, and a nod to his Irish heritage. What? That would be like, if people just called me Shamo. Well, I could have the same. Isn't isn't Jimmy uh, Seamus? The Irish pronunciation of Jimmy is, uh, or James is uh, Seamus. So people could call me Shamo. I had the same nickname as this guy with an M instead of an N. 
Wow. All right. That was the biggest rabbit hole we've been on in a long time on this show. So, um, I don't know. I don't know what, what, what happened, what we accomplished or didn't accomplish, but, um, I got lost. I'll tell you that. I was, that was the most lost I've been. Fucking baseball reference. Best website in the world. Just learning so much. They traded for a guy named Knapp. And then they named the team the Cleveland Naps while he was there. I mean, they should be called the Anaheim Trouts. And that's kind of awesome. Think of all the fish logos you could do. All right, moving on. I need like a moving on soundbite. I mean, I have a whole soundboard here. I could do that. You guys should see this janky setup. You guys, here, we'll have a transition soundbite. Um, uh, here. That's all I have to say about that. Now we're moving on. I picked this book up out of my bookshelf uh, because I didn't have anything prepped or prepared. I didn't look at anything today. So I just literally grabbed a random one. Stephen King book, the girl who loved Tom Gordon baseball. So that's kind of cool. I didn't plan on that. Um, I read, I read this book when I was in middle school. I read a lot of Stephen King when I was in middle school. Uh, I read like misery. I read the, the long walk. I read this. I read, uh, I can't remember finders keepers or some stuff. I don't really like sci-fi though. So, so Stephen King, I did like it for a while. Like Misery isn't sci-fi. So I always search for like non-sci-fi. Long Walk is more like dystopian future, not sci-fi. Um, I remember this book scaring the shit out of me when I was like, I don't know, 13 reading it. Just so scared. Uh, I doubt I clipped anything. I doubt I, but it's about a girl who's walking in the woods with her brother and mom. She gets lost in the woods. She's listening to the radio. Uh, she's a big Tom Gordon fan, Flash Gordon. That's her favorite pitcher, which I always found weird because it's like an old reliever. Um, that was her favorite pitcher. And she starts like daydreaming that he's lost with her. I think they get like, they meet up with like all the, all the worst imaginable things that you would like come into in the woods. I forget. But I just remember it scared the hell out of me when I was a little kid uh, and I read it. But I stopped reading Stephen King when I moved on to more of the type books or because we talked about that in a, a couple days ago because I like, and, and I still don't really like reading Stephen King. But I like authors who get to the point and don't, I don't like descriptions and, and world building. I don't really like sci-fi because you got to build a world. The books are always so damn long, so descriptive. And um, I'm more like, when it's like, you know, you know that description is going to come back and mean something. But uh, Stephen King's, like, I like when they turn Stephen King's books into movies or shows. Uh, I love The Outsider on HBO. I love the JFK with uh, James Franco, 11-something, 11-22-63. I love that series. But I don't really like Stephen King books that much anymore. But I would like, like, I just like, I like his stories. I don't like the forum of reading them, if that makes sense. Because it's just too many details and too long. I, I, ha I had a long rule for uh, all of college. If a book didn't fit in my back pocket of my jeans or pants, 
I didn't read it because I, I just wanted to be mobile and, and be able to carry it. Like I hate hardcover and, and very cool now in the position I'm in, uh, in the baseball world and stuff. And that like, you know, if there's a new baseball book, it gets sent to me because people want me to review it and they want us to have the author come on. And, um, that's awesome. Like, uh, Jared Diamond's book, the swing Kings. Uh, I'm in the middle of reading that. I really like it. Keith law sent me his book. I don't know if I'll read that. Cause Keith Law's kind of a boner, but I don't like hardcover books, but now all I have is hardcover books. And, uh, it's kind of like this catch 22, like, cool. I got a book. I can read it before other people can, and I can review it. Damn it. If I want to bring it to the park or take it on a walk with me or on the bus, it's like, I got to put it in a backpack and I got to take it out. I can't, I like breaking the fuck out of spines. I like, I like my books coming out looking used, uh, after I read them. But anyway, I don't know. Again, I think I just went down a tangent cause I don't really have much. We'll read a, we'll read a, uh, a random line out of this book. Okay. And then her eyes went to the stump and her thoughts abruptly ceased. The first to come back was, I'm not seeing what I think I'm seeing. It's another make-believe, another hallucination. She closed her eyes and counted to 20. When she opened them, the black butterflies were gone, but the rest was the same. The stump wasn't a stump, it was a post. On top, screwed into the gray and spongy old wood, was a rusty red ring bolt. She's nine years old, so that's why she's saying like make-believe and shit. All right. What's going on in the chat? It's Friday. We don't have uh, JJR today. Maybe I'll look at the chat for a couple seconds and see what you guys are all about. Um, awful last episode of The Outsider. I remember enjoying the last episode, but I don't remember what happened really. Um, sorry if this was already asked, but do you know what Cashman said about you yesterday? Uh, no, I'm going to, I didn't ask Lindsay that she came on. I'm going to, I'm going to guess someone just, cause he was doing like a charity event and it wasn't just be reporter. So I'm going to guess someone asked him about the Astros. And then he mentioned that, uh, you know, he appreciated the, the work I did or finding clips and, and making it more prominent. He, he said that before he thanked me at winter meetings for doing it. So, um, I'm going to guess it was like that. Let's see. Flash used to rock his hat super low. Oh, dude, Flash Gordon. I mean, that's something fun we can look up real quick. Tom Gordon, I mean, he got the Joe Torrey treatment when he was on the Yankees, and I think Torrey just blew out his arm. Here, I'll, uh, I'll go back to this clip or this layout. This is... Flash Gordon's career. Uh, let me make it better for you guys. All right. This is uh, Flash Gordon's career. So he's in Boston for 96, 97, 98, 99. Didn't play in 2000. But look at, uh, look at the games. Games used. You know. 30, 40, 40, 48, 20, 31, 34, 73, probably when he became a prominent reliever. And then uh, Chicago, 47, um, 34 and 02, 66. He comes to the Yankees. Torrey uses him 80 times. And then the next year, he used him 79 times. Torrey just, Joe Torrey just killed, like Scott Proctor, Flash Gordon. He just killed these guys. 
Um, what year is that? 2004? Fuck you, baseball reference. Let me click at the number. 2004. I mean, look at this. In the eighth inning, he came in 55 times. I mean, he's not going to come in the ninth because they had Mariano Rivera. 55 times. Where's... uh? All right, so DR, if anyone's not familiar, it means days rested. So, you know, he pitched opening day, and then he didn't pitch for six days. And then let's see how high this goes. Three is pretty good. Um, He pitched one day rest, four days of rest there. So the most amount of rest he got in May was four days. Um, In June, he pitched back-to-back games once. That's a pretty west. That's a decently rested June. Pitching in a lot of games. Uh, six days rest here. That was nice of Joe. All right, let's see down the stretch. He goes back to back, then one day rest. Then they gave him three after that. Thank God. Um, zero, one, zero. I mean, he's used like every other day. Negative one day rest. They use him in both games of a doubleheader. Joe Torrey just crushed. Uh, I mean, if Joe Torrey found an eighth inning guy he liked, he just crushed him. All right, I was looking at the chat. Let's see. Um, morning, John Boy. How are you doing? Good morning, Shane. How are you doing? Walker Tube. Fun name. How are you doing? Let me check Periscope. Crack the fucking back, Shamboy. Yeah, I like cracking the backs. Like, look at this. I already talked about this book on a previous episode, uh, Killers of the Flower Moon. Look at the spine of this thing. That bad boy's been red. That's why, look at this. This is how I like books to come out of it. Fucking red. This book went places with me. Got some tread. I got nowhere, I got nowhere to put things. I'm going to eat an edible and watch Jake's passing video on loop. That's a good, it's a good call. It's a funny video. Um, read Jeff Noon. Okay. Uh, all right. Check out Dan Simmons. Wrote some. Writes both horror and sci-fi. Some of his good horror stuff is The Terror. Like the, they made the TV show out of. I like that show. Um. Dr. Seuss, Green Eggs and Hams is a good read. It is. My sister loves uh, Dr. Seuss. She's a children teacher, so that's why. All right. Enjoy your weekend. I'll be back on Monday. Ooh. It's a summery song, but it's it's 80 degrees here. Not in uh, Old Saybrook, though. I'm out. I'll see you guys uh, Monday. Have a good weekend. <laughs>